We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome in here on this Wednesday morning. Um, maybe it's just me, but I thought I was just now hearing what I would assume to be a siren test. Oh yeah, yeah. First, first Wednesday. It's the yeah, I, yeah. It's the monthly. It's the regular monthly one. This isn't the big deal. Yeah, it's weird. It, it's weird that it's happening on the same day as the big <laughs> national one, and it's 11 a.m., not 1:20 p.m. But it kind of caught me. Sometimes I can't hear exactly what I hear. I don't know exactly what I hear outside because there is some some soundproofing here, but not entirely. So if, if you also heard that, yes, National Weather Service, 11 a.m., tests it. That's not the big one. That's coming up later this afternoon. Yeah, if you well, were confused just like I was, sorry. Yeah. How many alarms are we going <laughs> to have right. today? Right. Uh, okay, we go, interestingly, back, is it a popka? Yeah. Is that how we pronounce mm-hmm. that in Florida? Here we go again, back to that, uh, that town that I've never talked about much, uh, certainly not as much as today. So we go to a high school football practice. Youth sports group Pop Warner is practicing on a football field. You have an 11-year-old and two 13-year-olds that are together. And an altercation begins when food was slapped from the younger boy's hands. So the 11-year-old goes to his mother's car, gets a gun that is unsecured, and fires a single gunshot at the other two in the parking lot. One juvenile was hit in the arm, the other was hit in the torso, and the 911 audio of this has been released. And it was chaos because there were so many people that were at this field. Oh, yeah. And I mean, you get shots fired like that. Think about what happened at the high school game here a few weeks back. Right. So it's it's going to be chaos. And again, you're talking about a place where you've got a bunch of kids between the ages of probably about nine and 13 or 14 that are all in the same area. This is not the kind of place that's going to be heavily patrolled because it's little kids, right? So uh, now what we've been learning about this case, and this was a couple of days ago, Mm -hmm. uh, but what we've been learning about that since then is that, as one might imagine, there was some history there. Those two 13-year-olds had been bullying that 11-year-old kid. Now, I'm not taking any of the onus off of him for what he did, and I'm not saying he did the right thing in retaliating, but they had been pretty brutally bullying that, that one kid for a long time. And uh, I don't know what the what, what the lower 
Colin, you might know. Do you know what the lower age of Pop Warner football is? I know yours is school related, but when you get into the the Pop Warner stuff, is it eight year olds, um, nine year olds? Yeah, I, I don't know. Okay, eight, right. eight to twelve, maybe. That's what I was That's thinking. Probably yeah. my guess. Somewhere in that range. So they were they took the little kid, and I mean the fact that they slapped food out of his hands. I don't know what he looks like, but maybe he was the little fat kid, and they just were picking on him and picking on him and picking on him until he felt like he had nowhere else to go. Knew where the gun was, went and got it, and fired a shot. Knew where the gun was, knew that it was not locked up in the vehicle, um, which is a concern. And and mom was asked, why wasn't your gun locked up? And she said, because I need it for protection. Broken record here, but we've got to have gun locks that are quick to get into so that your gun can be secure. So your 11 year old doesn't get it out of the box and shoot two people with it, but also so that you can have it for protection. Mom is facing... Um, charges for leaving the weapon accessible. As she should be. Yeah, absolutely. And and Florida, so good on you. Um, but also, the 11-year-old is facing a count, a single count, of attempted second-degree murder. And the police chief there was asked, why is it only one count when two kids were hit? And he said he didn't feel it was necessary to stack charges upon an 11-year-old with no criminal history. That's cringy to me. Yeah, let's let's find me an eleven-year-old with a criminal history. Right. So right. let's start there. I mean, maybe it was just inartfully worded, but still, that was kind of an odd statement. And it gets back to where we were with the six-year-old in Virginia. At mm-hmm. at what age do you become criminally responsible for what you did? Uh, and. Even if you charge him with that, are we talking about charging him as a juvenile? I, I don't think even in Florida you can charge an 11-year-old as an adult. Boy, that uh, I don't know. You would know better than I would. We can look that up Yeah, um, for sure. Worst case is, as a juvenile, he's locked up until he's 18. Um, so a couple things to get into here. Um, to John's question and the question we've talked about before, should an 11-year-old be held criminally responsible for getting mom's gun out and shooting two kids with it. In this case, it wasn't an accident. This this was not a case of the gun accidentally went off, which is what we've talked about before. This was a kid, as John said, who was being bullied, who had food slapped out of his hands. And you can totally picture this, right? These are three kids just hanging out near the concession stand. Little kids got the hot dog in his hand. Older kids are bugging him. And they, you know, they slap it out of his hands. And this kid decides he's had enough. But this is done with intention. He goes to get mom's gun. He knows that he has access to it. And he shoots them with it. Yeah. Uh, and lower limit, by the way, in Florida is 14. So, no, he will okay. not be tried as an adult. There are circumstances under which, and usually it takes somebody dying, which nobody did here, uh, where if you are charged as a juvenile, you can be held up to age 21. But at 18, okay. you transfer to, to big boy prison. And serve out the rest of it there, but only until age 21, and that's the limit on that. Uh, So, yeah, the the other piece of this is you have to believe, based on the circumstances here, that not only does mom have an unsecured firearm in the car, but Mm -hmm. that kid's riding home from football practice in that car with that unsecured gun. Yes. So it's not just she had it in the car. He's around it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and he knew it was there. I mean, he's around it enough that he's seen her put it there and knows that it's there and that he has access to it. Absolutely. So bad situation all the way around. And again, uh, you know, as, as far as what you said before about we need 
trigger locks and things like that that can be easily accessible. The fact is we have them. Right. People just don't use them. And, and so right. for that, we'll go to Mike in Topeka and see what he's got to add in. Hey, Mike. Hey, guys. Um, yeah, this, this sort of thing just drives me absolutely insane. Um, you know, we've been over this time and time again. And I, uh, um, so for those who don't know, I am a firearm owner. I have a concealed carry permit. I have one with me everywhere I go. Um, I understand, you know, if you're at a, a football game or whatever, you're not supposed to have a firearm on, on school property because, you know, that's, that's against law. May not okay. have been. May, because it was Pop Warner, it may not have been school property. It might have been, you know, local field or, you know, whatever. Okay. Well, either way, let, let's just say for the sake of argument that, you know, wherever she's at, she's not allowed to have it. So having it in your car, the gun isn't on your person. So if you need it for self-defense, you're not going to have it anyway. So there is literally no excuse not to have it locked up. But even aside from that, as you just mentioned, there are a plethora of products on the market specifically for vehicles that allow you to keep your firearms secured but still access it very, very quickly. Can, can you just one... describe a couple of them for us? Yeah. So, for example, the one that's in, in both my car and my truck, um, it bolts to the side of the cluster panel down by uh, the your feet in the, the, the next to the console. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. it, it mounts there, and it's got a thumb lock on it that's a fingerprint. And so if I need my firearm and I'm driving, because usually I either carry appendix, which will you know kind of dig into your gut, or on your hip, which will dig into your side, and you've got the seatbelt in the way, not really good to be able to get to it, and it's just it causes problems. So when I ride in my vehicle, I take it out, and I lock it there. Um, if I need to have access to it, it is literally a matter of me just putting my thumb on the button and pulling the firearm out. It takes less than five seconds. What did that cost, if I may ask? It was $127 with tax. And a uh, handgun on average four or 500 new? Yeah, give or take, okay. depending on what you get. But yeah, you know, you're, you're not talking something that's going to break the bank at all. Okay. Um, I, you know, I think the, the deeper issue here is that parents especially are not – you know, if you're going to have a firearm, you need to prepare yourself as well as, you know, the environment around you. You know, it's so mm-hmm. much more that goes into being a good firearm owner than just having one. That doesn't protect you. You need the self-defense classes. You need the training. You need to have yourself in the right state of mind to accommodate for all of these scenarios. You know, if, if And you talk know to your kid about it. Exactly. And if to you have the conversation. you're at a football game where your kid says, oh, you know, let me get the keys to run to the car to get whatever. Okay, well, I'm going with you because there's something dangerous in that car that I don't want you having access to. Great point. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Mike, thank you. Thanks very much. And, uh, yeah, that, that kind of confirms my suspicion that it's not really – we're not talking about something that's necessarily an economic barrier. That it's not going right. to cost you 1500 bucks to get that thing put in your car. It's going to cost you two, maybe. Right. Um, I believe we have 911 audio. Colin, that's good to go. That's clean and ready to play. Let's do that. Call it Jason Dwelly, but what, which medical field are you on? Your son was shot? Okay. My Where son. Are you? Okay. And he's Wait. dead on that Jason Dwelly part. I can't okay. get it out on her. Okay, ma'am, I need you to stop and listen for me. One second. Where is he on Jason Dwelly? 3710. What field are you on? Okay, what field uh, are you on? I don't know. You don't know? Okay. Uh, All right. Where is your... Your son was shot, okay? Where is your son was shot? I'm at 3710. How old is your son? I don't know what field I'm on. Ma'am, how old is your son? 
take a breath. Ma'am, take a breath. Okay, where is he? How, I'm sorry, how old is his son? He's right here, finally. How old is he? How old is he? He's 13, man. 13, oh, okay. And the person that shot him, is he still there? I'll be Okay, so that's the chaos that would be totally understandable when and, this happens. And that's a mother, and, and yeah. you can understand why she would be, uh, you know, voice high and unable to really get a you know a, a decent amount of information across because she's frantic at that point. Somebody just asked on the text line: the car must have been unlocked, also, for him to have gotten into the car. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Uh, depends on the car. If if it's a car that has a code lock. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those are becoming more and more common again, um, then it, all he would have had to do is know the code. Uh, yeah. The other conversation to have is um, about the bullying aspect of this. And did the parents of the 13-year-olds know that this was going on? Did the mom of the 11-year-old know that this was going on? We have to have better conversations with kids about what to do when bullying gets to that point. So that the kid doesn't go and get mom's gun and snap. Um, because it's, <laughs> I just hate that we're charging the kid with secondary attempted murder. And that this kid is going to probably do some time or he'll be punished somehow for this. Yeah. And that just seems incredibly unfair when it was mom that allowed access to the gun. And it was the two kids that just pushed him to this point. Yeah. And even though, as I said at the outset, it's not an excuse for what he did. But we also, you know, what we don't know is, was his mother, who had that gun in the car, aware of the problems that he was having with these two kids? Right. Did she know that that they had been bullying him this entire time? Because that's even more of a reason why she shouldn't have left a gun unattended around that situation where you already know you've got a problem like that. And that's a piece of it that we still don't know how to control. Um, yeah, I, I know the, that we all grew up around it. We all know what bullying is. We all know what it looks like, and we all know how far it can go. But when you realize that an 11-year-old cannot piece together the uh, – what's the word they use for it in the military? Uh the response, the incongruous response, where his response to being bullied was to pull out a gun. Yeah, I, I mean, how much more reason do you need to know that you can't bring a gun into that situation? Nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. if you have thoughts here. We'll take a break. We've got audio from the police chief about what he had to say. And then still to come this hour, we have to at least touch on a few stories that we've got today. Um, about treatment of kids in multiple different situations. So we'll get to all that coming up here in KMBZ. Talking at the story out of Florida, an 11-year-old who had been bullied for a while by two 13-year-olds is at a football practice. And you can totally picture this happening. The 11-year-old is standing there. He's got food in his hand. The 13-year-olds are giving him a hard time. They slap the food out of his hand. Kid knows mom has a gun that's unsecured in their car. He goes to get it. He comes back. And it's worth noting, too, that at that point, the two 13-year-olds were running away. Like, they, they were getting away at that point. He fires the gun once. It hits both of them. They're both going to be okay. Um, kid now has been charged with second-degree attempted murder. Mom also will be charged because of the gun.
Yeah, and uh, I mean, there were all kinds of complications to this. You mentioned before that there was a big crowd around. Not only did you have the football game going on, but there was a soccer practice going on nearby where the kids were running toward. So when he fired that shot, it could easily have gone, you know, miss them and hit somebody behind them. Because an 11-year-old doesn't know that. Right. Or doesn't, he may know it, but doesn't think about it at the time. The way that we've talked about firearm safety and the safe use of them. Uh, we don't know what kind of training he might have had, but it's, I would have a lot of trouble believing that an 11-year-old kid who is in that high state of upset after having happened to him what he had happened to him, especially if it's a pattern, he's not thinking. Right. Uh, we, the police chief here is Mike McKinley. He's the one that was asked a bunch of questions about this. We're going to play for you uh, some things that he had to say. Uh, this started as an argument over something at the Pop Warner practice and it continued into the parking lot where this juvenile had access to a firearm in his mother's car. He grabbed the firearm. Uh, the incident was captured on video. We'll try to redact that video and have it later today available for everybody. Uh, but he did go after the two, fired one shot. That one shot hit both victims. It is a crime to allow your children to have access to a firearm uh, in an unsecured box. In this case, the firearm wasn't a box. It did not have a lock on it and uh, we will be pursuing charges uh, for that crime. It is a second degree misdemeanor. But they, you know, for all the parents out there, you have a firearm in your car, a firearm in your house, you have a responsibility to make sure that that firearm is secure and not accessible to our youth or your juveniles, your children, um, because it only takes one bad decision in a split second to ruin their lives. Contact with uh, all the representatives of Pop Warner and discussing the incident with them to figure out how they can move forward uh, we, uh, you know, we have to remember that this is an isolated incident between three juveniles. The Northwest Recreation Center is a very safe place. There's thousands of people up there every day, every night, every weekend. There's uh, all kinds of sports from travel baseball, travel soccer, uh, club soccer with the city, volleyball games, uh, football games through Pop Warner, and I believe AAU has football games up there also. Uh, so this is an isolated incident. In the eight years that I've been the police chief in the city of Apopka, this is the first time we've had some kind of violent act that I can recall like this. Occasionally we'll have, you know, scuffle between some parents that don't agree with um, what's going on from one side or the other, but nothing to this extent. I think that the Northwest Recreation Center is still safe for everybody to visit. It's an isolated incident. And, you know, again, if the parents and adults will take care and secure their firearms, we wouldn't have incidents like this. Nobody wants to arrest an 11-year-old by, by any means, but. And that was the, the end of the anchor report there, so. Mm -hmm. um, so he is going after mom. Yeah, yeah, with a misdemeanor, which I guess is the most that you can go after. Um, it's interesting to me because the text line is pretty split on whether the kid should be charged at all or whether you should treat him um, more seriously because of the intent behind this. Um, it's, and I don't know if you take the bullying into account when this plays out, or if you just know, again, he knew what he was doing. Yeah, legally, I don't think you do. I mean, mm -hmm. they, they may try to bring it up as some kind of uh, mitigating circumstance when it comes to sentencing. If, if indeed he's found, it's not a conviction in juvenile court, they find him uh, delinquent. So if he's found delinquent, the you know whatever attorney is is working or whatever social worker is working on his behalf um, may push for that by saying, look, the only reason that he did this is because those two kids were giving him a hard time for a long time. 
Um, some strong opinions are coming in about parenting and kids today and kids know right from wrong more than we did when we were kids. I they, don't, they do. I, I don't think that's true. I don't <laughs> think that that's, okay. I, I don't think kids are more mature now. They it's different. I mean, social media and technology make it different. I don't think kids development is any different than it was when we were kids, no. but if you have thoughts, 913-586-7798. All right, coming up, we have three stories out of Oklahoma. We have one out of West Virginia that just have me kind of scratching my head at the world that we're in right now. So we'll get to those stories coming up here on KMBZ. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. All right, here's your adult content warning and the um, possibly the trigger warning because of what these stories are going to get into here. But I, we only have one of these. I'm like, well, we don't need to talk about it. But then we had three, then we had four kind of in the same, uh, in the same vein here. So uh, we're going to work our way through some just really awful stories involving kids, but that we need to talk about. Let's go legislative first out of Oklahoma and then we'll stay in Oklahoma Uh, The Oklahoma House of Representatives, this is out of the Tulsa world, uh, voted down legislation to bar schools from corporal punishment against special needs students. Let me reverse that and make it not a negative. It means that schools still can spank and use corporal punishment against special needs students. So what the what somebody anyway in the state of Oklahoma tried to do was get rid of that. They were trying yeah. to pass a law that said we will no longer allow corporal punishment to be used against special needs students. And as you can imagine, there was a, a fairly vociferous debate about that because there still is in this country a fairly vociferous debate about the use of, of corporal punishment anywhere, uh, you know, with people under the age of 18. So 
uh, when it comes to special needs kids, I mean, it seems like there would be maybe a little bit more uh, room for people to say, you know, we probably shouldn't do this if it's a special needs kid. But then you could say, well, yeah, but then why is this kid who isn't special needs okay to hit? Right. So the debate goes on. Except now it doesn't because the state of Oklahoma voted that measure down. So it will still be legal in Oklahoma to use corporal punishment on special needs kids and presumably any other kid. But it was some of the debate about it that made headlines as much as the the fact that the thing had been voted down. Yes. I'm going to read for you a couple of quotes here and let you kind of judge for yourself. So, you know, we're just reading it straight. Representative Jim Olson, Republican out of Roland, said... Somebody mentioned that the American Academy Academy of Pediatrics thinks spanking is a bad idea. Then he read Bible verses that he said proved that God condones corporal punishment. Uh, I disagree, and I have a higher authority, he said. (laughs) Hey, Jimmy Olsen, how about you go back to the Daily Planet, okay? Get out of Congress. Uh, But but yeah, he... uh, Oh, it gets worse, yeah. That's special. Yeah, oh, go on, please. God's counsel is higher than the American Academy of Pediatrics. God's word is higher than all these so-called experts. Mm -hmm. Um, Representative John Talley out of Stillwater said, um, Olson's lengthy discourse on spare the rod and spoil the child theology was consistent with many arguments on the house floor. Uh We could, we, he's, we could list to you the scripture that he gave as reasoning the fact of the matter is it doesn't make any difference no i mean the fact that you have legislators going well the bible says uh you know i i don't remember exactly word for word the entire united states constitution but i remember some of the relevant passages and one of them is you can't do that okay um i just want to read to you something that's confusing to me a little bit so current law bars deliberate infliction of physical pain by hitting, paddling, spanking, slapping, or any other physical force used as a mean of discipline for students with the most significant cognitive disabilities, unless permitted by the student's parent or guardian. Okay, so that that must mean that unless that student has the most significant cognitive disabilities, it's okay. Then you don't need parental permission. You can go ahead and do it, sure. Okay. I probably don't want to know how many states have this law in the books that allow this. And I want to know how often it's done. Yeah. uh, Maybe. I mean, they, they even went to the, the, uh, you know, the state congressman who, who sponsored the bill. Uh, His name is Tally. And he said, Mm -hmm. one reason I ran the bill is that I don't want to be identified with punishing special needs students. He said his wife is a retired special education teacher. He himself is a minister, by the way, and director of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes and said that uh, his bill would not prevent parents from disciplining their kids in any way. This is only for for teachers, educators, people outside that familiar relationship. And since it failed, it doesn't make any difference. They can still be uh, subject to corporal punishment. A co-author of the bill was Representative Randy Randleman out of Eufaula and made a different argument here. Uh, He is a child psychologist, apparently, who often infuses religion into his medical opinions on the house floor. Uh, He said spanking is almost always inappropriate, but is sometimes called for. Quote, teachers need the threat of corporal punishment to maintain classroom order. 
No, they don't. No, they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. Do better. Yeah. Do better than that. And there were you pl- don't need that. And there are plenty of places in the country where they don't have that authority, and you don't have teachers you know, without a control class. I mean, not at any greater rate than you would otherwise. Uh, the bill received more yes than no votes, but not enough. 51 votes were needed for passage in the 100-member House. It got 45 yes votes and 43 no votes, but it wasn't enough to pass. But I mean, Almost. It, it says right there, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion. So when we're looking for reasons to make laws, let's pull out a religious book and lean on that. That's the higher authority. Not in Congress it isn't. If you want to feel that that's the higher authority in your life, Great. The First Amendment guarantees you the right to do that, too. But not in Congress is that the higher authority. You are the higher authority. To the texter who just said, my head is going to explode. Uh Oh, just wait. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We haven't gotten anywhere yet. Okay. Um, Let's go to Oklahoma City next. And then we'll go to this other one out of Tulsa. Uh Um, So I first saw this out of ABC News earlier this morning. Um. And this is a case of child abuse and neglect. Um, Okay, so police had gotten a tip saying a man had introduced a female as his stepdaughter. Later, the man was seen hugging and kissing the stepdaughter. Ultimately, this man now is facing charges of two counts of child sex abuse and five counts of child neglect. But it's what police found with these other kids that also uh, have become problematic. So after investigating, police were told there were younger children in this home. And here's the line that's hard. They were believed to be the product of the man and his stepdaughter. Yeah. And that the stepdaughter would have been underage when she conceived the children. Because of that, the children were hidden in the home. The tip also said none of those kids could read, write, or speak at an adult level. Of course. Uh, and, uh, and you hear things like this and think, uh, you know, I, look, I don't know or care how screwed up a human being can be, but that says you know. And if you're hiding that, uh, you know, from everybody else, and you're keeping those kids away from the the light of day so that nobody sees them. You know, so the idea that you can hang this on, well, I, she's my stepdaughter. I didn't know she's. Yeah, you did, um, and you also knew she was underage, by the way. Mm-hmm. So, I uh, yeah, I, I, how do things like this go on? And and there's just you know until until they're found out. I mean, this had had to be going on for years. Um, I'm looking for, yeah, she said, uh, okay, she first gave birth when she was 12. So we're talking about a, a system of abuse that has been going on for at least eight years. Um, I had to look up the movie. Um, for some reason, this movie is showing up on my TikTok a lot, but there's a movie called girl in the basement. Yeah. Starring Judd Nelson. That was based on a true story. I think out of Germany. Um, but it, this is what this reminds me of. It's a, it's true story of a man played by Judd Nelson who locks his stepdaughter. It was his daughter, excuse me, his, his biological daughter in the basement in this special room that he has built this soundproof behind multiple locked doors room that he has built. I think she was uh, 17 when he locked her down there because she threatened to run away when she was 18. Mm -hmm. 
And she was kept there for 19 years. Wow. And in the course of that time, dad and daughter produced three children. Yeah. And, and you, you, you know, you think about stories like that. And I know, I mean, you mentioned the fact that this happened in Oklahoma. And I'm sure there were people that were like, well, you know, out in the sticks, out in the middle of nowhere, nobody's around and all of that stuff. Remember what happened in Cleveland with yes. the guy who had the yeah. three women. I mean, that was in the middle of a neighborhood in Cleveland, Ohio. So yeah. this isn't necessarily a, you know, there's some weirdness going on out there in the sticks. Well, yeah, there is, but that doesn't stop it from happening in the city either. Uh, so, yeah, it's just, it's so beyond any explanation whatsoever that all you can do in a case like this is hope this guy has seen the light of day for the last time. And that these kids, um, again, some of these kids were nonverbal. Yeah. I mean, a forensic interviewer tried to talk to him and two of the kids were nonverbal. So you've got a six-year-old yeah. at the oldest and then two, you know, three other ones beyond that oh. who, are, who are younger than that, who are in that state. What, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I hate to go with another movie reference. This is Nell. What are you going to do with those kids? You know, the, the Jodie Foster movie where she yeah. raised herself because the, you know, they're out in the sticks and the dad or mom died or whatever. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be almost impossible for them to have any kind of a normal life. The younger they are, the better your possibility is going to be. Mm -hmm. But still, you take a six-year-old who's been living in that kind of situation. What, what are the possible prospects for, for that child? And this daughter. Yeah. You know, who now is going to need therapy forever. Um, a couple of you are asking about the mom. Uh, it gets worse. So mom admitted that she knew. Oh. Mom admitted that, yes, in fact, this quote-unquote stepdaughter is her biological daughter. And she admitted, yes, those kids were the children of her biological daughter and this man. Physical abuse against her? Do we know? I don't know, but that would not shock me in the least. Wouldn't shock me either because you yeah. hear a story like that and you think, okay, she must have been under his thumb to such a point where she figured she couldn't do anything about it. Now, I, we, we don't know that. Maybe she's as you know, twisted as he is. But generally, you would think that if he's, you know, if it's you say anything to anybody and I'll kill you, mm -hmm. that that's the only thing that would keep somebody quiet in a situation like that. Or brainwashing. I mean, we, we've had this conversation before yeah, about why, thing, yeah, yeah. why domestic violence victims don't leave sometimes. And um, we talked to um, Hope House last week about that. And the quote that she gave was that it is more like 75% more likely to be killed if you leave yeah. than if you stay, which blew my mind. The fact, so that's why they stay is to protect them and their kids. It's better to stay. They stay alive more likely than if they leave. Oh, yeah. Uh, which I mean, he, he, and you say that and you, and then immediately follow it with, but, but leave, you right. know, it, it's still it's staying in that's kind of a, that kind of, and now that obviously this is the most extreme example of that kind of situation. But you, I mean, you wonder how many people are living in a similar situation, maybe not with this kind of activity going on, but still every day are subjected to that same kind of, uh, of physical abuse, mental abuse, everything like that, that keeps them where they are and they feel trapped. I mean, there are people who are listening to us talk about this right now who feel that way every single day. And that's heartbreaking. Okay. Then we go to Tulsa. Mm-hmm 
we warned you it might get worse. Uh-huh. And this it, gets worse. And it does. Because, and and again, you ask yourself, what goes on between people's ears mm-hmm. when a 24-year-old man who is about to become a father walks into a hospital with the mother-to-be and is just walking in like, hey, we're, we're in labor. We're about to have a baby, everybody. Hey, check it out. She's 12. And the daughter of his, I don't know if we're calling her girlfriend or Mm ex-girlfriend, but the daughter of someone he had been in a relationship with, that relationship soured is the the verb I have here. Cannot believe these words are about to come out of my mouth. Um, At that point, mom allowed him to move on to her then 12-year-old daughter and eventually they began living together as a couple. She knew at the time. Yeah. It's not like she found out and yeah. and was threatened or whatever. No, she knew at the time. And and not only that, they weren't hiding it. Right. Unlike the first story that we told, they weren't hiding it. They were I mean they they listed each other as being a, in a couple on Facebook. This 24-year-old guy and the 12-year-old girl were quote unquote in a relationship on Facebook with each other. He was surprised he was arrested for rape. Yeah, he expected to just walk out with his 12 year old girlfriend and their new baby. He thought, oh, yeah, we're just going to go home and start taking care of the baby. Uh, no. Because mom knew about it yeah. and condoned the relationship. And so he didn't think it was against the law, mm. even though she is well below the age of consent. Yeah. Um, the good thing about this, if there were to be a good thing, is that he was convicted of first degree rape in March of last year. Uh, mom was arrested also on a couple accounts. Uh, mom pleaded guilty and is now headed to prison. Right. So and, this and, has been and, adjudicated. Right. And that's the new development. If you're wondering, why yeah. are we talking about something that happened a year and a half ago? The new development in this is that mom has now uh, alloc- allocated. Yeah. Uh, she's allocated in court that she knew and has pleaded guilty to the counts of endangerment of a child and all of the rest of it that goes along with what she did. And you just, again, uh, what do you do other than just shake your head and go, what on earth is going through people's minds when something like this goes on for months and months and months all the way through to where he thought, okay, yeah, it's all good. Hey, look at us. We're going to have a baby, me and my 12-year-old girlfriend. We have to get to a break. I know we have callers on hold. We may or may not get to the story out of West Virginia, although I believe it echoes of the one we just talked about. Yep. To give you an idea, we'll take a break. We'll get to your calls next on KMBZ. Given the conversation that we're having, someone on the text line asked that we give the hotline for Hope House. It's really interesting. If you go to their website, it's hopehouse.net. It's um, a window that pops up. And just to give you an idea of what people in domestic violence situations deal with, at the bottom of this pop-up where it gives the number that we'll give here, uh, it says you can quickly leave this website at any time by clicking the hide page button in the top right. So if somebody sees you on the site and you need to immediately close it out, that's what you can do, which yeah. is amazing. Somebody walks in behind you or whatever. Yeah. Um, so their 24-hour hotline is 816-461-HOPE. 816-461-HOPE. It's 4673. Yeah. So if you are in need of that, and again, if you're in a situation that you know makes you uncomfortable, make that phone call uh, yeah. with without hesitation.
Uh, let's see. We can go to the phones here. I believe we still have John in Topeka on the line. We do. Hi, John. Hey, good morning. Um, yeah, you guys are talking about some stories that make your blood boil. Um, here in Topeka, just Monday, um, a little girl, five years old, was uh, really beaten, raped, and murdered. Wow. And uh, and here's the thing, was the DCF had been called many, many times. She'd been wandering in the neighborhood for months. You know, parents, they said everybody loved her except for the parents. There was no water. There's no food, no no electricity, anything in the house. And when DCF came out, oh, there's no problems there. Wait, wait a second. They were on drugs. They had multiple incidents. Right now, they don't know where her sister is. And uh, and she's she's been murdered. Her sister, uh, the five-year-old, has been murdered. Her sister is no one knows where she's at. And the guy is in jail, and his brother's on Facebook. Oh, he's got mental issues. Yeah, he's got mental issues, and he's, he's got he's, bigger issues than that now. He's apparently not the only one, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you know, you mentioned DCF, and that's a that's a good place to start. I know that across the country, every Division of Child and, and fa- Division of Children and Families DCFS, you know wh- whatever the the local acronym is for it. I know they're overwhelmed. There's way more cases than they have caseworkers. It's a huge job. What I don't understand is why there's only one way that changes, and that's by hiring more people to do that job. Where are exactly. we? And and the fa- and the uh, lady I talked to at the memorial site this morning, she said that her her daughter was a teacher was was a uh, was little Zoe's teacher. And they went and did a, a home check on her because, you know, where she was uh, going to school at, they did a home check. And they and she said that no child should ever live in conditions like she saw ever. Sure. And and yeah. so they the DCF had been called on them, you know, that, that time and, and before and again and again. And this is people that are professionals that, you know, looking out for her, calling DCF and nothing was done. Yeah, I, John, it's it's a situation they can't stand it. Thank you very much. We we had not heard about that story, but I'm going to look into mm-hmm. it. Thank you very much for getting in. Um, I think of it this way: What politician is going to worry about votes by floating a bill to protect children by 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 putting more money? I and mean, you want to you come to me and tell me I want to raise your taxes for a stadium? We're going to have a discussion. You right. tell me you're going to raise my taxes so that we can protect kids. Raise my taxes. Do it. And what's the argument you give against that? Remember, I, I always ask, like, where's the money and who who's on the other side of it? Who's on the other side of that? <laughs> yeah, right. Who's the anti-children protection lobby? Right. Yeah, makes no sense to me either. Okay, um, I know it's been a heavy hour here. We'll take a break. Coming up next, we have a woman skydiving at the age of 104. What do you feel like you're too old to do? Get to that in the next hour here on KMBZ. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.